welcome to the See You in the Morning podcast. Here, Craig Price and I, Cammie Wilcox, are on a quest to interview each member of the Calvin and Margaret Price family. Let's see who we're interviewing today. Hey. Hey, Cammie. All right, I'm excited. Let's do this. So um, how about I interview you first? Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. Okay. (laughs) You're too kind. (laughs) Um, Okay, so what was your relationship like with grandma and granddad? Um, Let's see. You know, I, I had an interesting relationship, I think, I remember G&G growing up, like when we lived in California, like that's my earliest memories. And since it was my dad and Uncle Dave and Aunt Teresa and Uncle Doug and Aunt Susie, you know, we, that's a good portion of their family that was in California. So I remember them coming out quite a bit and I just, anything that, was big going on. And when I say big was, you know, baptisms and receiving, I think even the priesthood, I feel like they were around for some of that stuff. I, we have a photo of, I think my brother Scott got ordained a priest or he became an elder. I can't remember exactly which one. Yeah. And, uh, I, someone else i think jordan got blessed that same weekend though it was like a couple things going on you know what i mean so it was like a big to do and uh g and g were always there you know what i mean that it was always a point to come to anything like that so we definitely have pictures like that so i just remember at, at an early age them coming to stuff that was important that was going on in our lives and then the other things I remember was with my relationship with them was just getting to know who they were. We lived with them for a couple of years. I don't know if you remember that, but when we moved back from California. I did not actually. I, for some reason, I thought when you moved to Utah, you moved into the house like across the street from grandma and granddad. Yeah. So we lived with them for a little bit. Yeah. So we first, when we first moved back, we were there, um, until we rented that house. Okay. Well, actually, I think, I think if it, my, I take that back. I think at first we moved back because it was just before they were going on their second mission to South uh, Carolina. Yes. And we stayed in the house then. And then we moved across the street. That's the house that we lived next door. And then that gentleman had decided to sell the house instead of rent it out. Mm-hmm. And we moved back in until my parents found the house that they live in now, which is in Harrisville. So, okay. so we did live with them for a couple of years. There's, I have some funny stories of, you know, granddad needing to put me in my place naturally. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear more details. <laughs> well, I just remember me and me and Brett it had, to, it was one morning and my, I can't remember if my mom and dad were already off to work and we were getting ready for school. And grandma had asked us to do something and we just were like, Oh yeah, grandma, can we do it after we watch this episode or whatever cartoon we were watching? And, and she was fine with that, but granddad was sure not. <laughs> he <laughs> came in and came in and said, 
when your grandma says you should do something, you do it right then. And we sure, we sure got up right then and we went and got it done. And he definitely had a, a strong respect for grandma. And I tell you what, that's something I definitely learned from granddad is, you know, you take care of, or when, when, when grandma asks to do something, you do it. Or, you know, if she needs help out in the garden, you go out and help in the garden. If you're picking raspberries, you're picking raspberries. And, and we did. It was a good time, though. I, I'm grateful he did that because it's definitely how I feel about with my kids now, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it was a great relationship, though. So I, 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 I'd say it was really good. I have a lot of memories. It's just trying to pinpoint, right, which ones. Right. Luckily, we we were able to be around them so much. Uh, the other thing I was going to say was, I mean, I remember when we would, before we had big family reunions, they would come out to California and they'd take a couple of us back on a road trip and we'd be there a couple, a week, maybe two weeks before the actual reunion and we'd just go play in Utah. So I remember them doing that too. Yeah, I actually, Megan and I got to do one of those. Um, we, we had a family reunion and we were young, so I, I'm kind of iffy on the details, but I think we, we stayed in a cabin and did a family reunion. And I, um, I think it may have been like Aunt Barbara's in-laws cabin. I don't remember. Anyway, we stayed in this cabin and then Megan and I went to grandma and granddad's um, for like a week or a week and a half. And then we drove to California um, <laughs> And so, and Chad was there with us. Um, I think it was just Chad and Megan and I. Um, and oh my goodness, we got in, in some hot water during that trip because uh, we went and played with a neighbor girl and then her kittens followed us home. And then grand, granddad got so upset. <laughs> we had like this gaggle of kittens at, at his house. So we had to take them back. And then... Um, uh, we, we, yeah, we drove to California and it was actually when we were there, um, that my mom was diagnosed, um, with her brain tumor. And, um, so grandma and granddad were actually the ones who told us, um, of course in age order, like always. So Megan found out first, then Chad, then me. <laughs> <laughs> But it is what it is. And then uh, very yeah, structured. Then to, yep. Very structured, very organized. And I imagine if you have nine kids, you got to do that, right? Like you got to just have a system and a plan and you follow it and everything works out. Yeah. I can only imagine nine kids. <laughs> yeah. Nine kids. Yeah. No, me, uh, me too. Yeah. There's, I don't know. There's just so many things to, when I sit and contemplate, right. And I think about my childhood, and I, I talked to other people about their childhood and it, my childhood was very, very different in the fact that we did so much with grandma and grandpa. Like it was, we did a lot, even, even when we lived far away, you know, and, and then our parents getting together for reunions every year. So yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely been something that I've reflected on and been extremely grateful for that they've wanted that they wanted to do that where some families they have a hard time just even talking to each other yeah well and i i think that 
it provided us a, a relationship with our cousins. I mean, even if it wasn't that close of a, a relationship, at least, um, at least it's something where I feel like I could definitely hang out with any one of our cousins and we would have a great time. And I would know enough about them that, um, you know, it wouldn't be, we, we certainly aren't strangers. Like even, even though there's some who are 10 years older than me, I don't know, 15 years older than me and also 15 years younger than me. So, um, So yeah, it, I think I think it was such a gift that that they gave us that we were had the chance to get to know each other and um, now now we get to e- know even more about each other. I know I'm pretty excited. This is this is I we can say this is years in the making, mostly because of you. But <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, and because and of I, our grandparents, though. Like really, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, and I think they prioritized family in a way that a lot of others don't. Yeah, very much so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I felt like I had a really, really good relationship. I, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? There's things now that I'm like, God, oh, I wish I could have asked them about that or this or, you know, I have this itching desire now to kind of dig in and see if they have any journals and stuff to kind of see what granddad and grandma were were doing when they were my age you know right do you think they wrote like oh it was so hard with the kids today (laughs) if you've met my dad yeah i'm sure they did right (laughs) (laughs) i love you dad (laughs) um so how old were you when you guys made that move from California to Utah? Um, so I was 10. I, uh, yeah, I think not, so 96 and I was born in 86. So right, we lived we lived in I was born in Syracuse. My parents had moved a couple times, right? They lived in Seaside and then they lived by your parents at one point. They did. Yeah. I think they actually lived with my parents for a little bit, but I don't know for sure. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and so, yeah. Anyways, they had decided to move. I, I'm trying. I'd have to. We're gonna have to ask some of the Uncle Dave or Uncle Doug and my or my dad. But I feel like someone had already moved. It may have been Uncle Dave because the company that they work for, Synergy. And I believe that's. I think that's why my dad moved. We originally moved out there. And yeah. then I think Doug had followed after. So I think it was Dave, then my dad, and then Doug. But that could be wrong. We'll have to, we'll have to find out. But yeah, so when we had moved out there, but, you know, I I never, I'm, I, a lot of my siblings claim California growing up. I don't too much because I've spent more time in Utah than I have in California. But um, we were, I was 10. And I don't, some of you may know the story and some may not. But the day before we were getting ready to move, Alan had the wonderful idea to let's put the mat Alan or his friend, let's put the mattresses out on the front lawn and let's jump off the roof. <laughs> I think and, I heard about that. Yeah. And well, if you if you if you knew that whole that whole trip, we call it the trip from hell because <laughs> there's a lot of things that happened in that trip. My dad is an, an extremely good storyteller, so I'll have to save the more details for him, but 
Anyways, yeah, I make a note the, to ask him about this trip from hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, so well, Scott had already been on his mission, and Aaron was living in Utah because she was going to college. And then, but when we were getting ready to move, I, it was my turn to jump off the roof, and I jumped and landed in the crack and hit the ground and oh, at my leg, and I remember. Alan, he goes, you're fine. My mom had literally just ran to the bank. It's not, he goes, you're fine. You're fine. And I'm sure Alan just didn't want to get in trouble. And so I remember he stood me up on it and I just remember mm -hmm. like, this doesn't feel right. And I fell back down to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> then mom, I remember she put me in the back of the car. And she called uncle Dave and uncle Dave came over and looked at my leg and He's like, it's de something's definitely wrong here. So <laughs> we went and I got a soft cast and that's it. So our move from California to Utah, I was with crutches, never been with crutches in my life and a soft cast. And we drove to Utah. And I actually remember because my, because my dad was, hadn't transferred to Utah yet. He was still working in California. So all the insurance stuff was based out of California. And none of that stuff was covered in Utah. It was actually cheaper because my dad worked for FedEx. He could get standby tickets for Southwest at the time. Okay. And I actually, I say standby tickets, but I actually think they got me a normal ticket. But they, it was cheaper to fly me back to California. My dad picked me up. So I flew on an airplane. First time I flew on an airplane was by myself. And. Yeah. I flew back and the stewardess, you know, by that, at that time, right. You can, your parent, you know, Aaron and my mom took me to the gate, made sure that I got on the plane and my dad picked me up at the gate. Now, if, if a kid's flying solo, they still get to do that these days. I shouldn't make it. Yeah. They can't, but um, yeah. So my dad picked me up, but I got the cast on and then it was the family union. Do you remember the one that was up? It's, it was in South Fork in Utah, but it was the, it was like a big cabin where we did the skits. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And and there was a couple other little cabins that people slept in that were yep. up the trail a little bit. Anyways, so when that, and we met, the first part of that reunion was a swimming pool party. I think it was somewhere in Provo or American Fork. I can't exactly remember. And then we were going to that cabin later. But I remember my dad, I got the cast on and we drove all night because the that was the reunion and we drove all night and my dad was getting a little tired i remember he hit a guardrail oh, <laughs> with the, just, just barely and yep. so we pulled over sleeping on the side of the road get some get some shut eye for a couple hours and drove back and i had this hard cast and i remember we got there and everybody's swimming in this pool all my cousins and i had to sit there and watch <laughs> Well, it, wait, pause. So this story, like, I can't, I still can't get over, like, the day before you're moving, your mom, who <laughs> is moving by herself with seven kids, well, I guess a few less because Aaron lived in Utah, and uh, so yeah. moving with, with the kids, I, and... Um, well, my dad did drive, though, with us, like, he helped the initial move, right? Right, but still, like... Yeah, I gotta true. take my kid to the hospital or whomever <laughs> to deal with this leg. Like you know, that's not what she planned to do that day. Heck and no. 
but as a kid like you don't even think about all the things your parents are doing and like how this stress is at and you're just thinking like oh well that's that's a bummer I jumped off the roof and it didn't work out the way I hoped I I do remember my mom later because you know she had to leave and right because of this right she's I'm I if I my memory probably serves me correct because I you can ask my family. I'm kind of the random memory guy that remembers stuff that uh, yeah. people don't. But I remember my mom crying when we were getting ready to go. That's when Uncle Dave was talking to her. Like, I think, yeah, for sure it's broken. But I remember later my mom saying that she was so nervous about leaving because we were, she was in the middle of packing. And all of a sudden everybody from the ward, you know, was like, oh, we'll help. And they, you know, that, that, that last <laughs> portion of whatever had to get packed literally was just whatever box they could find you know definitely not the way she planned it oh i'm sure (laughs) by any means and and they loaded the rest of the stuff and we got back from the hospital and and i mean and you know some of my siblings probably would say i did it on purpose to get out of moving stuff but right no youngest child (laughs) i just got all the attention that's what it was wanted all the attention so was it in the summer so was it between school years or did you like move to utah jump into school i think it was between school years if i remember right i i'm pretty sure it was during the summer because i don't remember doing like i remember having a minute and and because we were having that the since the family reunion was close Mm, yeah i'm sure it was in the summer then i think it was towards the summer because really it was so we we came down and then my, I think my dad had gone home and that's when I flew home and then we drove back out. Okay. Um, or he drove back. I think and he may have even drove back home, but anyways, I actually, with that whole, I actually had the cast on a month longer than I needed because we, I flew back again cause I was in Utah. So I flew back again to have that cast removed and then me and my dad flew back together that time. Okay. So oh my actually living, he was living with some ward friends, the karates were their names. And yeah, it was, it was an interesting time in my life. And, and I broke it on my mom's birthday. Oh, so she was moving the day after her birthday. Bless no, her heart. Day. Well, yeah. Day of, right. Or day yeah. after. Yeah. I actually, two years before that, I broke my arm on my mom's birthday too. So my mom's birthday every two years. So two years from breaking my leg, I was going to boys camp, scout camp. Yeah. Needless to say on that day, I was really leery about doing anything that I knew I'd break something. (laughs) Right. Like, uh, I'll pass on the rock climbing and the whitewater rafting. (laughs) It's pretty much. (laughs) Oh, not today. So like, uh, luckily, I was going to say, luckily I broke that cycle. So I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> yeah, That's good. Hopefully she doesn't either. Yeah, that's true. Um, would you say that was a good move for you? Or I guess you probably aren't sure how it was, whether it was good or bad, but um, yeah. Do you feel like well, it was good? Well, yeah. I mean, I look at, I look at like my older sibling, Scott was on his mission and you know, his, his love, Sarah, 
mm-hmm. there. So I, you know, I think I'm sure I was like, whatever, Scott's probably just going to go back to California because he's old enough and can. Aaron was doing college. Alan had another year of high school. I don't know. I, I think it was easier for me. I mean, I missed my, like, I, I missed my cousins that I was leaving because, you know, we always did a lot with, with uh, David Jr. and Landon and all that. Like, for me, that's what I did. But I know, like, Carrie and Jenna and Danielle did a lot and then leaving Doug and Susie. But at the same time, moving, I, I was moving to family still, right? Right. I, I had Devin, Jason, and Derek, and then the Schumanns and, and other family that lived fairly close. So, honestly, for me, I don't remember it being hard of a move. I, I thought it was good. I mean, we were living in a new place and the only, I could tell you what I was bummed about is in California, the, the elementary was K through fourth grade. And when I found out we're moving to Utah, I was not excited because I would have been going to middle school. Ah, yes. But when I came to Utah, I had two more years of elementary. Oh man. And yeah, so I, I was that. like, no, no, I was going to the big kid school. Now I'm still oh. stuck in elementary for two years. <laughs> so That's so funny. It, it was a little different. Yeah, I but, could see that being really important when you're 10. That's a big yeah, deal. Right? I mean, you're what I try to look at like my son now and, you know, Cruz nine and a half, and I'm like, no, what, what to do? Like, what would I do? How would he react? But I, I don't know. I, I was really good. I don't, I don't remember being, I, you could ask my mom and dad, maybe they said otherwise, <laughs> but oh, I definitely no. think it was probably harder on like Carrie and Chad, not harder in like they didn't handle it well, just, you know, they're more established in their lives of, of outside with friends and stuff compared to me being a 10 year old. Well, and Alan, like the last year of high school, like, that would be hard. Yeah. I mean, it would be. I, I We moved out of Plain City into Harrisville my senior year, and I could have gone to a different school, but I was like, no, I'm going to finish my senior year because that's my senior year. Yeah. You know, so it would it would be hard. You know, I we lived in Portland when I was younger, uh, from, like, kindergarten to fourth grade, and then we moved back to Hermiston again um, when kind of the middle of fourth grade for me. And I had instant street cred because I lived in Portland and that was really cool. (laughs) So I bet you also had some pretty cool street cred. Like you were from California. Like that was a big deal. California is cool. It it, it actually, I kind of, now that you say that, it kind of jogs some of my memories because one of my really good friends, Ryan, was his name, and I. He he still to this day because we still talk a little bit. He he makes fun of me a little bit. He goes, "Yeah, because I sat by you in class and you leaned over and said." And this anybody that knows me would, this is no surprise, but that he 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 says, "I remember you leaned over and said, hi, my name's Craig. I make friends with everybody.'" <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes me laugh because. But then, but then as I brought up, oh yeah, I, you know, we just moved from California and everybody's like, what you lived in California. And, you know, still my 10 year old me was like, probably trying to exploit that. But at the same time, it really didn't know what that meant. 
right, right. I don't know why this is cool, but it seems like people like this. So yeah. I'll, I'll lean into that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I do remember too, like even up through high school, because Scott and Sarah were still in California at the time and Hunter's baby blessing. And I remember going to California and all my friends like, oh yeah, you go to California all the time. I forget, you know, like it was still even like, I guess it still was kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, that time, of, that time in my life was still kind of a thing, but I don't know. I, I don't really, most people don't know that I lived in California now though, <laughs> just cause I've been here so long now. And yeah. So, yeah. but I think as a whole for me, it, it was a good move. I know my parents for them, it was what they felt that they needed to do at the time. And it was good to spend those years with G and G. So I wouldn't trade them. Yeah, that is really cool that you had that experience because we were more far away. Um, so, yeah, I kind of love that you had that. Um, it definitely gave me a blend, though. I, I have to say that to homage to my parents. Like, you know, Utah, there's a lot of, you know, it's a strong LDS community. My parents in California, there wasn't as much of that. So I feel like it did make me real rounded. My parents were very, you know, we love everybody, everybody, you know, no matter what their background is. And I just felt like that was something that was easier, easily instilled for me, just from at least having the experience of being outside of Utah for a minute, if that makes sense. And it's not good or bad either way. Like you, my wife, grew up in Utah, but I, I do feel like it, it did at least open a little bit of my eyes of, of maybe more of the cultures. I had a lot of friends that weren't LDS or anything like that. I remember I had a friend, his name was Craig too. He was Jewish. We went bowling mm -hmm. for a day, <laughs> you know, things like that, but I, I don't know. It, I definitely am, am glad to say that I've lived there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think your parents are really good about that, like um, being open and receptive to anything and accepting everyone. Um, and I think they still are, even though they live in Utah. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you. <laughs> really, the place doesn't define, define the people. It shouldn't anyways. Yeah. The, I look at my parents and they definitely lived a life that, I would love to mimic. <laughs> I love that. That's really sweet. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm sweet sometimes. <laughs> so something I'm really curious about, um, how grandma and granddad raised their kids and then their kids chose to raise their kids, um, and is like traditions. So what traditions did you have in your immediate family and these could be like holiday traditions or just traditions in general, um, like birthdays or it, anything, any sort of tradition. Oh, well, I, I got one right here already for you. <laughs> um, well, one of my favorite ones growing up that we did as a greater family was cousin gifts. And, oh, yeah. and I can remember... I actually can remember one from you guys when I, we lived in California. I don't remember who had me. I wouldn't know if it was, you know, Katie, Meg, Cammie, Cody, 
or I don't think it was Jamie though, because I don't think Jamie was born when we were in California. Yeah, but maybe he was. But I, either way, I don't remember. I just remember I got an Indian headdress, <laughs> like a big one, like the chief's headdress. You know, like the kit, the fun play ones and stuff. Yeah, man, and you were cool. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I and I. Um, I remember some of the stuff my brothers got, like they got rubber band guns, I think from maybe your, your dad too, actually yeah. one year. I think he made those like my, yeah. yeah, my dad makes really cool stuff, but I do remember when he made those when we were little. So that would not surprise me if that was for me again. I don't know. I don't know. I I can't specifically remember who, but I'm sure. And I don't remember how they used to do it. Right. Like if they just, a family had a family, you know, but I just remember doing cousin gifts and every year we'd open them on Christmas Eve. So we always got a, 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 a gift on Christmas Eve and it was always our cousin gift. Oh, we did and that too. We did it on Christmas Eve. So that was one of the ones. And I don't know if that was like something that G and G started or I'd have to ask, you know, it's kind of these things that you, you remember, but you go, cause we kind of do the same thing still. We still do family gifts or cousin gifts when we're still small, I think as we all got older and more people, it was hard logistically, which is totally understandable. Yeah. I think we initially, when we did it with cousins, I think we did it individually, but then I think they changed it. So it was more of a family had a family. Yeah. Because it's a lot of shipping. (laughs) That's true. Very much so. Especially because I know that, you know, we, you know, the Bjorns, they, they moved around a little bit. You guys weren't in state and we weren't either at that time anyways. Yeah. And yeah. Well, and the Simpsons have been in Idaho forever. Idaho. Yep. Yeah. One of my, oh, that was, I mean, that's another thing. We used to get together for Thanksgiving and I remember going to Uncle Gil and Aunt Kathy's old house, right? The one that's across the street, the blue one. Yep. And I remember all sleeping in, I think it what it, it was oh, where the family the, room. Yeah. yeah. I think it was where the garage was, yep. but it had been finished into a room. And I remember doing bow and arrows out in their back pasture. And, and that, so, but that, I mean, that's another tradition that they did. They, I mean, whether it was Thanksgiving or I know we, there were some years that we did come up for Christmas. It wasn't all the time. Uh, you but, know, I think I think we only did one Christmas. We did Thanksgiving a lot, and I loved that. But I think we only did one Christmas in Utah. And I was thinking about this the other day, and the logistics of like schlepping the presents, and then like trying to think about each grandkid getting the same number, or like it. It just sounds like a logistical nightmare. But I don't remember it being. A big deal. I remember it being super fun. I do remember you had to get dressed first, and that was uh, painful for me because I was <laughs> ready. <laughs> well, it's it. I I I'm trying to remember dress first. Well, we had other tr- traditions like my mom and dad because Scott and Alan had woken up early one year, and because I I, I don't know what ears are listening, but because Santa had come. And anyways, Scott and Alan had gone out and kind of said, oh, this is for so-and-so. This is, and so they reorganized everything (laughs) and nothing was wrapped. 
and so they everybody came out and next thing you know my parents said that everybody was doing their own thing and they didn't really get to enjoy the the finding something other under the tree and watching others open it and stuff you know ah so they made like piles for each kid they did they separated everything out Ah. and my dad said i don't know if i'll have to talk to santa (laughs) (laughs) and uh, from then on out everything got wrapped and had a code name so our family always had a my mom had a master list of things that i'm sure she got sent from santa and anyways had gotten had gotten whose gift was what so we one year was temples so you know someone was washington dc temple one was ogden temple and another year we did cars another year we did states and that was a fun tradition oh that's so fun so, so you my don't mom, know which which tag is yours but it might say oklahoma and you're like oh yeah now i know i'm oklahoma yep yep so she would just have a list that would would correspond with everything because it got wrecked one year. <laughs> so, oh man! So that that was a fun Christmas tradition. I uh, let's see if you remember this one, and I'm sure you do. And when I tell people this, they think, "What? Why would you? Why would they do that?" But I remember when we'd all get together at G and G's house. We'd all at prayer time. Everybody would say a prayer, and when I say everybody, everybody. Oh yeah. So we'd all kneel down. I don't know if you remember that, but granddad would have everybody would say a prayer. We'd go around the circle of the room and everybody had an opportunity to pray. (laughs) I do remember that. I remember Uh, my knees hurting. I remember thinking, (laughs) oh my goodness, please hurry. (laughs) I remember being eight and thinking, is this ever going to end? Uh, (laughs) Now, I can't remember if they had the adults do it, but I do remember at least us grandkids doing it. Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, well, the Thanksgiving one, that's always a good tradition too. And like you said, I, I, I definitely think we did way more Thanksgivings than we ever did Christmases. Um, I mean, there were, there were some things that I think because we lived in Utah and there was a lot of us around, we used to go, and this is something that we still do not every year, but I, I mean, we would go camping with Aunt Lynette and uncle Roger and grandma and granddad would come and we'd go to Bear Lake every memorial i think or labor day one or the other but we'd go camping quite a bit but i also remember your dad bringing the camper and you guys would sleep out in the camper at g&g's house yeah i think i had i think i was older by that point and i don't remember remember doing that um i'm sure they did and then I do remember a lot of people sleeping in Granddad's pop-up trailer or his oh, camper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I I remember that too. There was uh, there was one time that um, I don't know if I should share this story, but I am going to. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jenny, Jenna, and Kristen and I were sleeping in one of the campers. I know there were more than one, but we were in the pop-up camper. Um, and we had to go to the bathroom and um, Megan and Carrie and Danielle, maybe someone else, I don't know, locked us in. 
and there was no bathroom in there of any kind and so like we got so desperate and so um we found a cup like oh my gosh and um so i was the guinea pig so i tried it and it did not work well and (laughs) (laughs) so they're, they're like dying outside the campers we're like crying inside and um so finally after my failed attempt they let us out and um anyway it it was this whole ordeal and then the next day I remember grandma came out and we all had to scrub the floor of the camper Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh but yes it was yeah it, it, I don't remember why we were all there. It was a big deal. We were all there for something, and it was really fun. But, uh, yeah, it was – that may have – I don't know. I don't remember when that was, but it was – It's hard because we, we did a lot of things. Because I, I actually – I remember a lot of the boys, we would sleep up. Most of the time, the boys got the loft. Uh, the loft, yep. But there were other times – I don't remember this one as much, but I know they had them all sleep on the garage floor at one time, too. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that, but I could, I mean, at the height of the grandchildren age, I'm sure they needed spots for people. Yeah. Well, I actually remember me and Brett one night, you know, everybody's sprawled out and Gene G had that old uh, hide-a-bed in the living room. Mm-hmm. And then they had the 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 l-shaped couch the like uh the sectional sectional yeah and it broke apart so people would sleep on that and And it was orange orangish red but actually aunt karen had that for years after g and g oh really yeah Uh, i love that we used to have so much fun moving that around building forts yeah i remember sleeping on the on the dinette really me and Brett would Brett would sleep one way because you know how it was in the corner, right? The dinette yep. there, and Brett would sleep one way, and I'd sleep the other way, and that's where we slept. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time, you there was four of you. You guys slept in the hideaway bed in the living room, and there was like four boys on that bed. And I think that I'm time, sure I was there. what was that? I said, I think I was there. Yeah, yeah, I think it was you. Maybe it was David and Landon and Brett and you or something. I don't remember. But um, yeah, we, yeah, it was kids everywhere, always. But (laughs) it was never a dull moment. I'm surprised though, because there's only two bathrooms in that house. (laughs) I know. Oh, I know. And I don't remember there being. Stressful. I mean, I remember there being lines to use the bathroom, but I don't remember it being emergent. Uh, so. I, I honestly don't like our parents would probably say otherwise, right? I'm because sure that's true. <laughs> I, I'm sure they would say it was so hard, like to logistically do all that. Because I, I do feel like that most of the parents, because like, it's funny that you can name rooms in Gene G. There's the blue room, there's the sewing room, there's, yep. you know, and you know, I think I remember my parents being in the sewing room one time, but, and I think that had a hide a bed as well. But I mean, that hide a bed we're talking about upstairs, I remember we would take turns folding each other up in it. And I'm pretty yeah. sure it made me be a little claustrophobic because they wouldn't let me out when I was saying, get me out. Oh, yeah. 
cell. Oh my gosh. So, uh, I want to move on a little bit from childhood. Um, okay. and I want to know how you met your wife. <laughs> okay. Well, my wife's name's Ariana. Um, she's the youngest of seven, just like me. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's actually almost opposites. So we were five boys, two girls, and they were six girls, one boy. Wow. And it's funny enough, grandchildren now, uh, Ariana's my wife's side, her maiden name's Wyatt. The Wyatt side is predominantly more girls. There's more granddaughters than there are grandsons. And if you go to the Price side, my parents, there are more grandsons than granddaughters. So it's this, it's this funny little interesting dynamic. And yeah, it's just kind of odd little tidbits there for you. Um, So we met, let's see. So it would have been like the end of the year of 2008. And so what happened was, is Chad was at the singles ward. He had bought in a house in Brigham city and I was hanging out just at my parents' house in Harrisville, you know, off a of mission. What else do you do? You go to work and you try to go to college. At least for me, it was try, not <laughs> when. Try. And so Chad was like, hey, there's some girls in my young single adult ward. And I kind of had a stigma with young single adult wards. I felt like every time I went, more guys looked at me than girls, meaning like, oh, competition. And it felt weird. Yeah. And... So I always kind of stayed clear. I liked the home ward. And, but Chad was like, no, she come up. And I was like, yeah, why not? He's like, there's some cute girls. So he, he had this girl and, and my wife and Chad had actually hung out. Like they'd go, you know, they're it's young single adults. So you kind of just go hang out with everybody. Like they'd have get togethers at people's houses. Yeah. And technically Chad did take my wife on a date though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. And, uh, well, I guess I could tell it now they had like an auction of like canned goods and my wife, Ariana wanted to go snowboarding and Chad was offering a snowboarding date, which was like a group of people really anyways. And so my wife wanted to go snowboarding. So she had bid on that and won that. So, but so the way me and Ariana had met though, Chad's like, you should come up. So I came up and Chad had a meeting or something. Um, I can't remember if he was in the elders quorum or something or what he was. I think actually, I think he's the ward mission leader. So he had a meeting and so I'm sitting there at a chapel by myself. Nobody knows who I am, but me and Chad don't look that far off from each other. Right. <laughs> so I'm sure they could guess, but uh, so I'm sitting there in the chapel and I'm just watching people come in and as any natural return missionary person would do is scope potentials <laughs> and and i'm sitting there and this girl in this pretty yellow dress walked in and i was like oh she's really cute and you know i so i kind of kept my eye on where she was sitting and come to find out after so after the sacrament meeting we were out in the foyer and there's that girl in the pretty yellow je- dress and Chad had go, Ariana, this is my brother, Craig. I wanted to introduce you. And anyways, so that was the girl that Chad was thinking of. 
And that was a girl I happened to look at before I even knew who Chad was talking about. And so that's officially how we met. So we exchanged numbers. And then, so I went and did a couple of things with Chad. He had a bonfire at his house and we were all hanging out, but I actually started dating another girl because I thought my wife, Ariana was not interested in me at all. Like she was really cool and cordial, but now she'll tell you she was playing hard to get, which I could see, but I was just too dense to even think. <laughs> so hard to get. You dated someone else. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and so I we had exchanged n- numbers before, but I had started dating someone. And that's when she actually went on the date, like the snowboarding thing with Chad, because I was actually that that girl and I were at our house and we were snuggling on the couch watching a movie. And here comes my wife, Ariana, Chad, and some friends that needed snowboarding gear. Cause every, at that time, everybody in my family pretty much had snowboarding gear. So we were kind of like the lend out. Yeah. Kind of like the Simpsons, but not as, not as, not as good. I know uncle Gil has a lot of ski equipment or had. <laughs> and, but anyways, so my wife, she still tells me when she came in, she, her heart sank. And I, <laughs> no, but it was good. Cause that didn't last long. So I actually was looking through my phone and I was like, I really liked her. So I called my wife up and come to find out she was on her way to BYU. Well, up to yeah, BYU, Idaho. I was going to say Rick's. It's Rick's to my parents. Yep. And they're on their way to BYU, Idaho, because she was dating this kind of like not boyfriend, girlfriend, but someone she liked. But I called her. And I was like, hey, what are you doing? I want to hang out. And she's like, well, I'm heading with a friend. She didn't tell me she was going to go see another guy. And uh, she was going to go hang out with a friend. But when she got back, it was a Super Bowl party and that she was going to for the young single adults. And so I was like, well, do you want to meet up there? And funny enough, my wife paid for our first date because we made a bet on the on the Super Bowl that whoever won had to pay for our first date <laughs> or whoever lost. And so I had picked the right team. I can't even remember who played. I think it was the Patriots, Tom Brady and somebody else. And anyways, I think Tom Brady and the Patriots won. And so she had to pay for the date. But the date was us going out for my birthday because my birthday and the Super Bowl are always within this with within a couple of days of each other. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so my wife, <laughs> it's, I don't know, now that I think about it, I'm like, that's terrible. I should have paid anyways. <laughs> but no, it's, it's fine. It, you know, you're young <laughs> and you, so we went, I had a, you know, the Schumann's, Justin, Chelsea, Colton. I can't remember if Trevor was there or I can't remember necessarily if Colton was, but I know Justin and Chelsea were, but they came, like I had a bunch of people going out to eat for my birthday. And so it was a big group of us and then Ariana had come. So then that was our first date. And then after that, we were like, Oh, let's take it slow. You know, we both had, she'd been dating this other guy. I'd been dating other people. And I was like, we'll just take it slow. But then when you say that you're like, you just like each other more and more, but what the silly things is what really got me. I always looked at my wife. She, she had nieces and nephews and she was always really good with them. And that really drew me with her to her. Cause I was like, man, she's very motherly like already definitely more mature than I am. 
And, um, but then I remember we were going to a hockey game and we stopped somewhere. I think it was like Arby's or something. And they, I got a sandwich. I think it was a Reuben and I didn't realize it had horseradish sauce on it. <laughs> and they're driving and we're eating on the way. And I was like, Oh man, I got horseradish. And she goes, well, if you don't like it, just take it off. I'm like, no, I'm driving. It's fine. I'll just eat it. She's like, give me your sandwich. It's like, no, you don't have to do that. She's like, give me the sandwich. So she took the sandwich and she took a napkin and wiped the sauce off and put it back together, the sandwich and handed it to me. And I thought, man, any girl that's willing to wipe off horseradish sauce off my sandwich, she got to be a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, so we dated for a little bit while longer and it was her birthday that she was turning 19. So I was. See, I was 20, I'm four years older. So what is that? 23? Yep. Yeah. So she was turning 19 and she wanted to go skydiving for her birthday. And I was like, all right, well, let's do that. So we went skydiving for her birthday and her grandpa was, I, I think he was mad at me thinking that this was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> How would you put my granddaughter in a air, perfectly good airplane and jump out of it but it was really my wife's idea and so we went and did that and then I took her out for her birthday um and we went to like Park City and did a couple things but we, were, we hit Park City and we're coming back through Salt Lake and we stopped at Temple Square and anybody that's young and in love and goes to any Temple Square or anything you know <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, I uh, that at that time we were sitting there by the reflection pond, and I just just knew I wanted to marry her, and I just said, you know what, I'd I want to marry you, and and I didn't at per se officially ask, but that's when we started talking about it, and then then it was like go get the ring and that, and so that's that's pretty much how we met, and then I asked her, we went to Ogden Temple, and we're doing baptisms for the dead, and. I wore a suit coat, which I never wear a suit coat. And so she knew something was up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a formal affair. Yeah. Well, and it was more like, I can't hide the ring box in my pocket. Cause that's totally obvious in a suit coat. I could hide it better. And <laughs> so that's why I wore the suit coat. But logically, if you, she's never seen me wear a suit, why would I wear a suit? <laughs> right. But when we got done, you know, nice digital cameras before, like fancy cell phones you set a timer on the camera and so anyways i i talked her into going to the ponds and let's take pictures so we took a like i i hit the button and i run out to the pond it had like this spot that was in the middle of the pond you could stand mm -hmm. and i just took a normal picture and i said no let's take one more so she stayed out there i run back do it and when i ran back then i got on one knee and asked so Aww. So do you have a picture of that? Did it work I out? Do. I do. I do. I have a picture of me asking her on, on one knee. It, you can't, it's, it's, it's looking towards the street. So it's not back at the temple, but yeah, I have a picture of it. It's pretty very fun. swap of you. That's I know. <laughs> so how long did you date before you got engaged? Um, so we started dating in February and we got engaged in July. Well, wow. so we, we, we first met and hung out in like November of the year. So of 2008. Yeah. And then 
we really started dating February and on. And then we got engaged in July and then we were married in November. And so. was she the last of her siblings to get married or how did that work? Time Actually, time? she, she wasn't, it, she was, she, had, so she has, right. So there's seven of them. Yep. Her three oldest sisters got married and then she got married. So there were still three other siblings that had not gotten married by the time my wife was married. So she's kind of in the middle of the pack. Yeah. So does that mean your kids are kind of in the middle of the pack as far as grandkids go? Yeah. So we, yeah, for the most part. So my, there, so the oldest grandkid on my wife's side, she's 16. Morgan is her name. Okay. So she's driving where on my side, Hunter is 21 or 22. Yeah. I was going to say on your side, your kids are kind of the, the end. They're on the tail end for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Alan's son Gage and my oldest are six months apart. Okay. So right around, which remind me of your daughter's name. Colette. Colette. That's right. Such pretty names. Um, so Colette and then and then we really shared with Brett and Tammy mm-hmm. and um, so yeah <laughs> so yeah our kids are definitely on the tail end of things it, it, it's there really is an age gap but the it's honestly all all of my siblings kids the the older nieces and nephews are amazing with my kids so and they they're willing to hang out with them and do stuff with them so it's it's good it, even though there is a big age gap they are definitely cousins so right well and that's how we grew up too and like the older cousins were always really generally really nice to the younger kids oh uh, I, I can tell you kim simpson or davis now yeah. Um, she used to dress me up with grandma's dress up clothes in the yeah. trunk as a girl. I have, we have, there's pictures out there. I know that I've seen them. <laughs> oh yeah. We used to do that with Cody. We used to do that all the time in slips and yep. curlers. And it was so fun. <laughs> and somehow you talked us boys into it. I'm sure right. there wasn't much talking us into it. Cause it was like, we got the attention. So oh yeah, it was, it was all good. I remember Jesse, dressing me up too so <laughs> that dress up then was very cool yeah i'm actually glad i remembered that because i i remember going down there and grandma had all those old clothes and just dressing up in them yeah yeah i think we used to make plays and i remember at one point we had a parade in dress ups and you know, we did all <laughs> sorts of random things all the stuff we should be doing right the stuff we should have been doing and it was a good time <laughs> Yeah. So how old are your kids? You have a nine-year-old and then how old is your husband? So Cruz nine, Riggs is six, Mac is four, and Lainey is two. We've been married 12 years now, which is, you know, young (laughs) still. Yes. Especially compared to like some of our older 
older cousins. I think I'm pretty sure Jed was the first grandchild married. Yep. And, uh, you know, that seems forever ago because I was still a kid. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was, when I was younger and we used to go to all of the weddings, I kind of, I miss that because, you know, at some point you go to college and stop being able to go to everything. But, um, yeah, I loved going to the older cousins' weddings. And yep. I remember going to Anya and Greg's and uh, Kurt and Carly's. Like, yep. I, there's quite a few. I'm yeah, sure I went to more than friends. that. Yeah, there were a lot. There was a lot. Yeah, there it was a good stretch there. And it, it is hard. I mean, unless you live locally, right? It's not. That's not the easiest thing to travel. Yeah, I remember I, I my think... mom and I flew in for Allen's in Logan, um, yep. and that was that was really fun. I remember, like, I don't know why just the two of us flew, but we did, and it was really fun. It's because your mom loved you. Well, yeah. Well, I think <laughs> I said, we're going, let's go. <laughs> like, okay. That um, does not but... surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um and then you guys, so you guys have been married for 12 years and you live in Utah. And I assume you had opportunities to leave Utah, but you chose to stay. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Well, so we live in Willard now, which is about from compared. Most people know where Aunt Lynette lives or grandma and grandpa. It's about 10, 15 minutes north of that. Okay. So just so people have a reference it's called willard utah it's a nice little town and you know yeah we had a couple opportunities we when we first got married we lived with my parents for like a month because my wife's sibling their sister they were building a house in another community not too far away but they were living with her grandparents in willard and so when they finished the house, that was only about a month after we were married. So then we moved in with my wife's grandparents' house and um, uncle Dave bless his soul. And I love him to death. He used to always try to get me to come out and work for synergy mm-hmm. and which I know I would have been super taken care of if I would have gone, but we just never felt like we should move just yet. And like I said, Uncle Dave, he tried a couple times to get me to go. And I just wasn't anything against California either. It was just, we just never really felt like it was the, the move we should make. And Well, I think a lot of cousins did that. The uh, work for, I think a lot of them worked for Uncle Doug. Oh, uh, well, but... you know, my, I did when we were younger. when Because there was a time where Scott and Alan and Chad and Aaron's husband, JB, all worked for at least Doug. Yeah. And um, I remember Landon and even little David coming down and working for Doug for a little bit too. But we would go for this. Yeah, Cody did. That's right. I think Kurt may have, maybe Tom. I think there were multiple families, not at the same time, but I think a lot of options. Well, I mean, me, me and Brett one summer, I mean, we went to California, lived there for like a month and a half and we worked for our uncle Doug. He'd pay us to change light bulbs and weather stripping and shower heads. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
but so there were there were opportunities but we you know it it just depends on the the people right on how they feel they should move and i always gravitated to like mechanical work stuff and that just always fit good within utah not yeah. that not that that stuff isn't anywhere else because it is but the it just kind of the stuff i was doing in school and it just at first felt right and then so when we moved into the house my wife's grandparents house we started helping her grandpa he has a pe- i say had but it, it is had because it's ours now <laughs> we'll get to that <laughs> But he had a peach orchard, so I started helping him prune, do the watering, because they do water shares. And so once a week, he would have to water, and the, the time would rotate when you started. So, you you know, one week you'd start at 7 a.m., and the next week it would go back three hours. So then you would start at 4 a.m. in the morning, and it would it wow. would cycle. The next week would be another three hours, so then you'd start at... <clears throat> You'd start at 1 a.m. And then you'd go for eight hours and water. Are they so, sprinklers or like flood irrigating? Flood, flood irrigation, we'd put in furrows. So we'd put in rows that go by the trees. And he had 400 peach trees. And so I actually, when I'd get off work, I'd, I'd help him do this stuff around the orchard and prune and thin trees, thin thinning trees. If anybody doesn't know, that's when the fruit first comes on there's so much but you thin the tree down we actually take about two-thirds of the fruit off but that's just so you get bigger peaches because people like big peaches <laughs> they don't like small ones so all the nutrients go to the peach when you thin them out so we would i'd help them do that kind of stuff so at first it came it came about that we were living here and we were helping our grandparents and then we felt like oh, okay we should branch out let's get our own home and her grandpa had gotten sick and gotten cancer and luckily it was fairly quick. It was probably about a month that was pretty rough. And mm-hmm. at the time I was working at Ogden regional as a CNA. And so I helped a lot with his care and that was, I'm trying to remember that. So that wasn't quite granddad when he passed away. So it was before that, but anyway, so he had passed away. So we felt like we should stay and help with grandma. And so we, we stayed and then we finally felt like, well, let's branch out again. Let's go. We never really felt like we should move from Willard. That was the weird thing, except for one time, but it was for other reasons. We decided we needed to stay and help grandma. And then her uncle finally approached us and said, if we remodel the, some of the stuff, would you guys stay and help? And we decided to do that. So we remodeled the downstairs basement, put a kitchen in. So we had a separate kitchen and remodeled grandma's upstairs. But they came to us and said, would you eventually like to buy the house? And so actually, that was like six years ago that that came about when we just bought the house in this last September. So um, I did have one moment. We actually had gone to Ariana's brother lives in Washington uh, in Anacortes, that's where all the ferries leave out to go to Alaska. Oh, very cool. And so we drove our truck and trailer up there, stopped at Aunt Kathy's and your mom's. That was and, just recently, right? Like two years. Yeah, it was maybe, it wasn't this last summer, but the summer before. Okay. 
And so not that long ago. And as it was the craziest thing we're driving through. So we left Washington out of Olympia and we came across at, uh, where they filled Goonies. I just looked it up. Goonies was filled, not, not Cannon Beach, but Astoria. So we came across the bridge from Washington over into Astoria and we're driving through like the back old lumber like we didn't hit portland at all we stayed to the coast because i wanted to drive highway one mm-hmm. and we were driving down the coast and i don't know i looked at my wife and i was like i could totally live out here not i didn't want to live in like a big populated i wanted to live in one of the old logging towns mm, yeah and i came home and i was like we are moving we're not staying here <laughs> <laughs> and i i I'm pretty sure I made her cry about that because, but then I, but then I, I, we got to praying about it and I just, I don't know, we just, Willard has always been home and it's just this, it really is like this little community. There's, I mean, there's not really, there's maybe, there's not really a gas station or anything. It's, it's by populated areas, but by all means, like it's 10 minutes either way, we're at a major store but it just feels a lot like Plain City did. I'm sure just a small community and we, we've had really good friends here. And it's funny. I tell people all the time, our ward is not a typical, like what you think maybe Utah ward would be like very big. Yeah. It, it, our ward reminds me of my mission. Like I'm in the young men's right now and we have, two deacons, four teachers, and three priests, and that's it. Oh, that's like my word. <laughs> so it is very, and Ariana's the primary presidency, and our primary is tiny. It's it's an older community. There's a lot of older couples, which makes it fun, actually. It reminds me of G&G. I, I get to talk to a lot of people that, you know, they're in the stage of life where all their kids are grown up, and they got a lot of, they got grandkids, and so it's it's a fun area to be in and and to be we we have a lot of people that look at our kids and just think oh i remember those days you know it's mm-hmm. it's we in our heads we're we're screaming in our heads like can this end <laughs> yeah. oh and and you look at them and they they remind you of that it doesn't always stay that way so yeah and relatively kind of, short like it is it is short even though it feels really, summers. really long. <laughs> yep. 18 summers, right? That's what yep. I get. So no, that's totally right. And I love that. Like we we do adopted grandparents everywhere we go. And um it's kind of fun, even though I mean you your parents live close and her parents live close, but it's nice that you have some adoptive grandparents in your ward. Oh well it's it's been it it has been very good and I don't know. Like I said, it's weird. It, it's home. My commute for work's like six minutes away, and and I work a lot out of the house too. So it's it's a good time. It's it's definitely fit the lifestyle we've wanted to have. I guess that would be the best way to put it, right? Yeah. So I we were actually talking with the kids today at dinner, and I said we were talking about well, what if we did move? <laughs> you know, we always keep it as an opened thought be but we've always felt like we needed to be here and 
my wife's grandma is still alive and she still lives upstairs. She's definitely has the mentality of she has dementia. So it's, it's, it has its moments, but it's good that, that we get to be close to help out when we need to. So it, it's a blessing. It really is. And it yeah. has been. That is really cool. Um, so what do you do for work? So I own my own business. It's called ANC Welding. Um, if you can't guess what the ANC is, it's Ariana and Craig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also a play on a type of welding called AC welding, which is when you weld aluminum. Okay. So it's, it's kind of where that, that came about. And technically, my wife is the owner and I manage. So Why is that? Uh, so I did that on purpose. The gov- if I ever did government contracts, the government favors uh, minority business owners. Ah, okay. So, so as a female. Correct. Okay. So the business choice. So it, it's kind of this weird thing that's happened. My wife's actually been self-employed for 10, just over 10 years now. She, and what does she, she do? <laughs> she cuts hair. She, so she, she originally started, she went to cosmetology school mm-hmm. went to work at like a normal salon but her dad and her well her grandpa had started uh, it's called Wyatt's Barbershop it's in Brigham City but it's a it was opened in the 40s her wow. grandpa opened it in the 40s and so now it's third generation so her dad finally was like because her grandpa wanted to start working less yeah and kind of go into that retirement mode a little bit and so he would actually only, when she first started there, she would, she would go in at like noon and then work till six. Um, so he'd work the morning and then she'd work the afternoon and they did that for a while. And, but anyway, so she's that, that's self-employed. Like she just, we just rent a booth. And so she's been doing that for over 10 years. And I had a couple different jobs in between that time. I worked at Ogden Regional as a CNA. That was about the time that granddad and uh, had passed away. And then I had started working for a company. I worked for Uncle Roger for quite a few years too, though, at Wells Cargo Trailers. Okay. What did right you after, do? I, I, weld, I started out welding there. Actually, Uncle Roger got me my first welding job ever. Um, and did you I, know anything about welding? So I took it, it, it's actually an interesting story, I guess. So I actually took welding like when I was in junior high and hated it, absolutely (laughs) hated it and kind of scared of it. Right. Cause there's sparks flying everywhere and you think this thing's going to, I'm going to die doing this. This can't be safe. Yeah. 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 And, and, but then over the years, just at uncle Roger's house, me and Justin and Trevor would build, we built this, uh, this golf cart out of a three-wheeler motor (laughs) and so over the years doing messing with them i realized it's not scary so then my senior year in high school i was like you know what i'm gonna actually take a welding class and so i decided to do that so i was like well let's do the welding class and so i i took the welding class and i finished all the curriculum four weeks before the end of the, the end of that semester before anybody else did I, it, it came really natural is probably a good way to say it. Yeah. And so the welding teacher was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, you 
could have should have been doing this three years ago and you would have been able to take because they had welding one two and three and you could take them each different year yeah and he's like you could have like you took to this so well you should have done this earlier and i was like oh i didn't you know whatever i didn't think of it and and anyways he, he decided to give me an award for an outstanding student and uncle roger was there with justin and justin got an award because me and justin were in the same grade and graduated together and and the same school right obviously so cool hopefully that makes sense but yeah uh, no that's really cool and so uncle roger was there at this award assembly and i he knew the welding teacher his name was mr ellertson and we get done with that and uncle roger came up he goes well craig you're graduating and if ellerson thinks you're an outstanding student in welding class then why don't you come work for me for a little bit before your mission? And I said, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did that and I, I worked for uncle Roger before my mission. And then when I got home, I went back and worked for him again and me and Justin and Trevor all worked there. And, it, and then my dad eventually. So it was, it was kind of a, it was a good time. Um, we had a lot of fun and I eventually was like, you know what? I want to do something different. I was going to college at the time and I, the college had this attributes and skill test that you could go and take and it'd tell you what careers best fit your personality. Oh yeah. Yeah. I took and, that. Do you want to, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'll tell you what nope. mine was in a minute. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so my top three was ER nurse because I don't like the same thing every day. Yep. That's fair. <laughs> An elementary school teacher okay which i that one i could see that yeah i mean for me it took me a minute like what and then i was like okay yeah and then the other top one was industrial with my hands like they didn't claim it because they can't claim one career that's like that that could have been construction electrical like it could have been anything and so i always gravitated towards that so then i went on to i was like well let's do cna and i did that for a couple years and I just realized that school, college was not my cup of tea. College is great. I, I know you can learn a lot, but it just was never my thing. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? If that's not, if it's not my thing, then I need to do something different. So then I got a job. It's called New Core Steel. And I started welding and fabricating for them. And at that time... I loved it. It was a good job. It, it paid well. It, I worked a lot of hours, but my brother-in-law, Aaron's husband, JB, mm-hmm. uh, he goes, why don't you start your own thing? And I was like, I probably should. I was like, I, cause I was doing little random side stuff, but nothing like crazy. And yeah. he was like, well, my job. So he works at a kitchen equipment place at Hobart is their name and I was like he was like we need welders all not all the time but quite a few times but they're always like three weeks out and to even look at a job let alone do the job and so I started looking into it and what I needed to do and I said you know what we're gonna do this so I was still working for the other company full-time and this was this has been about four years ago now and I finally was like, all right, well, it's, I'm going to pull the trigger. So I looked into it. I created an, 
my LLC, which is ANC Welding LLC. And again, my wife was the owner and the, and I told you why I did that. Yeah. And finally I, I had to go to the city cause I, the business is out of my house. Right. But I kind of do it mobily. I do some things, but I don't have, I don't typically have people bring stuff to the house and I work on stuff at the house. I do, but I don't advertise it because I technically not in a business district. Right. So like, I don't, I don't like, I can't have a sign out front that says ANC welding. I just, if anybody brings me stuff, it's people I've already done stuff for typically, or I'll build railings and then and take it to their house. Yeah. So I had to, I had to go through the city and get a business license and they have to have the fire marshal check it out. And then the police of chief and they're actually all neighbors. So it wasn't too terrible to have that done and had all that done. And I started doing it on the side. So I would work my full-time job. And then whenever JB's company would need stuff or anybody needed railings, I decided I would, I would pick up that work. And the company I was working for at Nucor, it just got to be, I worked at crazy hours. There were some weeks that I'd worked 60 plus hours and was just gone all the time and wasn't in love with that. Yeah. And then I was talking to the wife, this was a little over a year ago. And I said, you know, I think I have the ability now I can find enough contract work. And I was like, we've built up doing jobs for Hobart and doing, so doing jobs for Hobart put me into a lot of restaurants. So then I go do work for the restaurants instead of like third party. Cause JB's company, they'll, they'll hire me to do stuff for these restaurants. But right. now, now I'll just go and actually do work for the restaurants depending right. on the front and they have, cause their kitchen stuff breaks all the time and not everybody has the, the ability to take equipment into the, the kitchen and, and repair this stuff. So that's kind of where that niche came in. And then I found another company that is just down the road. They're called plan B supply. And it kind of sounds like plan B parenting, <laughs> <laughs> but it's plan B supply. They build uh, armored and custom Humver hum Humvees and five ton military vehicles. So I actually, they actually contract me out and I build all their components. So like they have dashes and bumpers and safari racks and all sorts of stuff for these Humvees that they do. And they have, they need sometimes body work welded up because their bodies are aluminum on a military Humvee. And so I go in and I'll, and I'll build all this stuff for them. So they subcontract me out so that because I have them in these other places, it finally, a, just over a year ago, we decided to pull the plug and go full-time, both of us self-employed. So, and so far so good. Oh, well, I, we bought a house in September. <laughs> so. <laughs> going well. Um, yeah, it's, it's going good. It's, it's definitely not glamorous in some means, you know, I, I still get dirty and dusty and it's not the cleanest, you know, it's definitely not a desk job, which sometimes I wish I had, but not, I say that, but at the same time, it's, it's fun to build up. I mean, I think out, out of 
anybody could say probably it's fun to take something from nothing or build something from nothing, right? That something that wasn't there is now created. Yeah. And I think that's what's always stood out to me in that realm of work. And my brother Alan actually had made a point once. So this you know, I got to pay homage to JB for kind of pushing me into that because <laughs> I, I do love it. I love owning my own business and, and doing the work that I do. Um, but Alan had made a comment to me and had said, you know, I always felt like you'd never be happy until you, you were your own boss. And uh, he was a hundred percent. Now I can't say that it's, you know, I still have bosses, right. Cause they hire me out to do a job, but I still get to do it's, it's been the best. Cause my wife, she still works. And so two days a week I cut out of work early. I say early. Cause I like, I like to get up and get into work. So I get in, in, in between five and six and I'll work till three on my short days. And by that time is when the kids are getting the, our older two are getting home from school. So I'm, I'm home by the time the, the kids are home. And, and so two days a week, Tuesday and Thursdays, I'm home early. And then the other days, Monday, Thursday, and Friday, I usually work from five to five. Or f- I like to put in long hours. <laughs> That's <laughs> just all right. Means, just means more money. Yeah. Not that my, money is definitely not everything. I've, I've learned that too. I, I made more money at my, uh, I made, I had, I had made more money doing for the other company, but it was not worth the time I was putting in. And so. It's uh, it's been a learning curve for sure. Owning your own business, it's not, it's definitely not the easiest thing, and it has its own stresses. And you buy your own insurance, and you know it has it has its caveats to it. But it definitely is rewarding for me. It's been a lot of fun, and I look forward to growing it more. I have some ideas, and I actually need to take the time to do it. But I got some ideas of going to a lot of restaurants uh mostly because it's just good money it's 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 usually easier work easier jobs but it's less time to do those jobs like people ask me to do railings and stuff and railings take a long time there's just a lot of components that go into that and so i've done some commercial stuff and for railings but you know that ties me up for like five weeks doing that one job sometimes depending on how big it is yeah. A lot of this kitchen stuff I do is, is, you know, maybe an hour or less that I need to do, but it, it pays good because it's traveling. And right. like I said, a lot of people don't do it. So it, there's, there's things, there's goals that we have that we want to do, um, at least for the business, but it's been good. It's, it's probably the best move we've ever done. And I can't say that I have credit for that per se. I, I've definitely been blessed in my life and I've been guided to do what I'm doing by all means. And that's, it's been great to be able to see that kind of unfold into what it has. And it is a lot of fun. Look, I've our cousin Landon designed my company logo. And, oh, I, yeah. I don't think I've seen it. So you'll have to, I don't know, share it. It's a way to upload. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I want to see it. I guess, I, do you have a website? I don't. I actually fly really low key. I, I A lot of the stuff I run is by mouth. That's that's something actually I want to change because Instagram is such a big prevalent thing these days. 
and and can be an extremely big business builder. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's part of the goal. I don't I don't have a website actually. Uh, you can see my work though. Uh, I I have some posted some stuff on my Facebook page of stuff I've done. But if you go to that company I talked about, Plan B Supply Trucks, you would see stuff I build because they're on the trucks there. That's so awesome. Yeah, that, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, it's a good time. It's it's definitely an interesting job. Let's put it that way. So, but it's been a great career for me. It's it's definitely provided for my family, you know, and that's been the the best part. So, and the boys, the boys, boys are pretty good. They'll come to work with me, and I'll take them to do job like little stuff. So they hopefully that's not too much of a drag. But I remember doing it with my dad and with Uncle Doug and Uncle Dave. So. Heck, I remember doing that with granddad. Granddad used to, we're working on a car this weekend. Or <laughs> yeah. Granddad always had a project. So I, I can't say I fall short from that. I definitely always have a project going. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. And I'm sure they'll love it. I mean, it's really cool to feel big and get to go to work. And I'm sure they love that. Oh, no. I hope so. I, I, I have memories of it and I just, if I can't be at home and hang out with them, then they might as well come and spend time with me, right? That's exactly right. That's kind of my thought anyways. Is like, Well, if we can't hang out at home, let come work with dad for, for a couple hours and we'll do some stuff. So it's a good time. I can't say it's been bad. I mean, I've made a couple swing sets for us and I've sold them and made more. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it, has it, it has its perks to, to do what I do. Uh, I can build stuff that lasts a lifetime. It's it's pretty fun. And yeah, that is really cool. It does remind me still. We gotta we gotta do a project together. We do, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, for sure. but that's pretty much what we I've been up to. Nothing crazy, but kind of my life in a nutshell lately. <laughs> well, I have one last question for you. So if you could spend one more day with either grandma or granddad or both, if you want, um, what would you do and, or what would you want to talk to them about? Ooh, a, this is a very good question. Um, I would say if I could do something, I would really just want to, I would want to sit just with them. And probably, probably in a family group setting, basically a family reunion again. Mm-hmm. I'd almost want a question and answer session with them. Kind of like what we did with grandma. Do you remember that? At the, this is the place. Yes. That yeah. one. Yeah. I kind of want that maybe a little bit on the smaller scale, right? If it, if it was just me, but I'd, I'd still want a couple people, but I'd, I just want to ask them life questions. Like, what was it like having nine kids? You know, how did you make your time? How did you make sure they each felt special? Because it's, it's stuff that I look at now with my kids that I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they felt the same way. I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> right. But- like to, you like, you know, us as adults now, we kind of feel like we like, we, we like to, but I'm sure we've all had those feelings of like, I don't know what I'm doing, 
never happened oh, no, to you. I, I absolutely have no idea what I'm doing. But when I was a kid, I never thought, I bet my parents don't feel like they know what they're doing. Like, no, of course they felt like they, like, I just assumed they know everything. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I definitely don't feel like I've got life figured out. Yeah. My, <laughs> well, I laughed because I asked my parents about it and they're like, are you kidding? We went through the same thing with you guys. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's, and, and, but I also like for me, and this is just my point of view too, I, I'd ask them what, what kept them doing the things that they did. You know, they, they had family and it was important. Like why, why was it important? Was it just because you thought it was a good idea? Is it, is it because you felt like the heavenly father directed you to do those things? Like, like I just more and whatever it was in their life, even square dancing, I, I don't think I'm going to go take up square dancing, but was it because you just enjoyed it or was it just something to get you out of the house? Like, what was it? What were the thing? Why did you do the things you did? And what was the driving force behind it? I think would be the questions I'd have and just the fun stuff. You know, I always, yeah, everybody likes hearing stories, right? Yeah. I, I would just want to hear those stories, I guess. Yeah. No, I least probably more or two of their memories growing up too. Cause I find that stuff fascinating now. And like, I, I think I said it earlier in the podcast, I really would love to just, if they had a journal or something, I, if I could do it and had the time to do it, I'd love to do it, but I'd love to go through all the home videos granddad ever filmed. <laughs> oh my goodness. And honestly have a compilation of just him filming his feet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And not that that was just all he filmed, obviously, but he used to, it always was a good laugh when he forgot that it was recording. <laughs> but, yes. Um, so anyways, you know, it, I think it would be fun to go through all that stuff and find those memories now, especially now that they're gone, but they definitely left, left the impression of what was important in their life. And that was family and the church. And, you know, we're, no matter where we're at in our lives, and, and what we believe or what's not, no matter what, we've always known that we're family. And like you said, too, no matter where we go or what we do, even if we were never necessarily super close, we know that we're family. We could at least have someone to stay with or to talk to or to talk about. So yeah. they've, they, that impression has always stayed with me because of them. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's totally true. Well, this has been amazing and I'm really excited to do this with you and I am excited for us to interview others and next time we'll have to, you can interview me and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yep. No, I would love to. We appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. We look forward to interviewing all of you and as Grandma Price would say, see you in the morning.